Hello, girlfriends, and welcome to episode 10 of the Girlfriend Series. <laughs> Can you believe it's already episode 10? It's crazy. This episode was, oh, it was painful to record. It was uh, network issues, start, stop, start, stop. But it was important. In fact, I think we lost a clip somewhere somehow. But um, it was so important uh, for me to share this particular episode because um, every time, so let me take you back a little bit. Every time I choose to talk about something um, on the Girlfriend series, it's really sometimes my own personal experience um, or some people that I know that have experienced this um, and knowing that a lot of people you know, go through similar experiences and wanting to say to you as, you know, our girlfriend, um, that you're not walking this journey alone, whatever it is you're going through. Somebody somewhere um, has walked this journey and has survived it and is facing the sun. And that's why, you know, um, I do what I do. This is why I bring you the Girlfriend Series, just to share with you and to let you know that you're not alone. And this is particularly why I chose this topic and this conversation, um, this episode. It's breast, it's breast Cancer Awareness Month. Um, and I didn't want to just focus on breast cancer. I want us to focus generally on cancer as a whole because we all know there are so many cancers out there. We all understand that, um, you know, um, people have survived or have died um, because of different cancers. And that's why, for me, it's not about breast cancer and it's not about the month of October but it's every day because every day there's a diagnosis every day there's a family that is just shattered to pieces because of a diagnosis um personally I've lived it my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer when she was 78 um a year later I would then have a cervical cancer scare um and you know there's nothing first of all there's nothing that brings you as a family together like news like that you know uh second of all personally you know as a woman um you know going through all of that going through all of it um and having to do a biopsy um it's just frightening it's frightening so many questions some have gone and answered um and so many scenarios of how it could have gone um either way you know <clears throat> but one thing I will tell you that is fact is that for me personally, early detection saved my life. And I, I, I will not beat about the bush when I tell you that. Um, for my mom, unfortunately, she had to get a mastectomy. And, um, you know, it was her decision not to go through chemo, you know, at 78. And it it changed something in her, you know, watching her go through that, um, it you, you realize that as a woman or as a human being, I guess, <laughs> cancer just, just, oh my God, it just changes so much. It, it makes you question so much. And and that's what Malibu Obusang um, speaks on. A very challenging episode to record, but I hope you take out um, something valuable um, for you to carry. Hi, Lebo. How are you? Very well. How are you, girl? I'm very good, thank you. It's been a while since I've laid my eyes on you. A very, <laughs> very long time. I know. It's been forever. <laughs> okay, so I'm talking to Malibu Hobusang, Lebo. Um, 
and and she describes herself as a mom, a sister, a creative. You're also a motivational speaker. I didn't know that. Um, you'll tell us a little bit more about that um, as we continue uh, having the conversation. Yes. But one thing that struck me, um, you know, as you describe yourself, you describe yourself as a survivor, mm-hmm. and I think that's part and that's part of the reason why um, I want us to have this conversation. Mm-hmm. It's cancer awareness. Right. Mm-hmm. And I know every single year, somewhere, somehow, I mean, when I was on radio uh, years ago, you know, every single time this time came around, we saw, you know, awareness campaigns, we saw messages around cancer, we saw, you know, an array of conversations. But I don't ever remember connecting with somebody who's actually lived through it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I honestly believe that each of us knows someone who has been touched in some way by cancer. Oh. And yet we still, we still speak about it in hushed mm-hmm. tones. Why? Why do you think it's still such a... Is it a secret? Is it, are we afraid of it? Are we afraid to let it in the room? Why do we still talk about cancer and talk to cancer in such a fearful way? And yet we've lived with it and we continue living with it, you know, so mm-hmm. Well, I, I think um, the cancer journey is a very personal journey to many people. And, and half the time, mm. there's not really that much hope of surviving it. So once you are declared mm. cancer positive or anything related to cancer, you sort of like kind of write yourself off. And you're already starting to count your, your days to, to being alive. You are counting your mm. opportunities that you still have. You know, some are given numbers before everything else really turns south. So the I think the mm. harsh tones are more to give the people going through the journey. And second of all, to also mm. manage the emotions of very close families, families and friends. Because I know with me, it was more to protect my children from everything else, right? Uh. <laughs> because once this thing goes out, then there's, there's all sorts of emotions from different people for different reasons. Some are going to feel pity, some are going to be out shaming you, yeah. Look at you. Okay. All right. Before before we get into the deep deep end, let's start in the shallow end. Let's go to the very beginning, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. How did this all start for you? Where, when, um, how did you how did you find out what kind of cancer was it? You know, take us through. Yeah, I think you know, with me, I had not been well for many months. You know, not been well, not like terminally ill, but there were signs of unwellness in different parts of my body. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, I went to a doctor and then he referred me mm. to another doctor. And at this time, I'm carrying a whole file with results in it of tests that I've ran, of everything, right? And then, um, you know, I get there, the guy says to me, you know, you are, you are not well. And I'm like, what do you mean I'm not well? He says, no, you're not well because right now we're talking a very, very serious, deadly disease. You- yes. He says to me, there's a whole whatever that is not pleasant that she he needs to take me through and walk me through it and i had to deal with everybody else now having to bear the news that my ovaries had um very high concentration of cancer active cells and that translates into mm. you know now having to deal with it as a treatment and we're going to have to um now go on chemo correct the hell already and i'm thinking mm. what do you mean and at that time i'm flipping my long braids i'm thinking dude you can't be taking me through such things i don't want to be dealing with being very sick you know <laughs> and at the time right. i had a friend right. a very close friend of mine who was working the journey you know there can't be two of us doing the same thing it's not possible 
Oh. And then the guy saying, I'm in my million, I am So we had I had to start treatment um mm-hmm. immediately because then everything had to stop and everything had to change and we had to focus on this thing. And the journey then began. Of all things pleasantly unpleasant. Pleasantly unpleasant. Where do you get most of your support system as you walk? I had I was married at the time. Um and then there was my family, my inner family. Why is it gonna network here? Okay, so so let's 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 just continue from where 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 we were cut off. Let's talk about your kids a little mm-hmm. bit, right? Mm-hmm. How do you bring your kids into this world into this world of cancer and what you're going through without scaring them? How did that part of your life manifest? You know, my children were quite young then. I think my son was seven, my daughter was five. Um, and holy confusion. I think with them, I think I saw Kato enjoying the fact that mommy is home. Yeah, they're oblivious. But, yeah. Also, her her just knowing mommy is sick today. You don't talk to mommy. You don't do anything to mommy. And then she'll be bringing me little things that will make me cry when she leaves the room. Child has got no idea what is going on. Mm. And then there was so much attachment. Um, but you, I could not say it at that in any way that would make them put put it into into practice or not practice but put it into conceptualize exactly what it meant mm. it, it was just mommy is not well episodes of hospitals of near deaths and all that you know not shortness of you know all those things that come with it so mm. it was every time and they saw that i was not the strongest and they were trying to be strong for me mm. and by being present little drawing little flowers bringing little little goodies from school yeah and knowing that mommy's home i'm like mommy's just here she's not going anywhere you'll go to mm-hmm. school and come back and find her in bed Leboe. Mm-hmm. so so uh, since i've known you you had, you 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 are so you're such a breath of fresh air you're forever happy you're forever oh. smiling mm-hmm. you're forever laughing you're mm-hmm. forever positive is that in part is it in part because of what you went through also, mm-hmm. I want to ask how you dealt because you had to shave your head, and and I I, I assume that it was because of the chemo and the treatment and all of that. Mm-hmm. How do you reconcile what you've been taught, um, Hori? You know, as a girl, as a woman, your beauty is external, or most of your beauty is external, and here you are. You have to now shave your head. You have to now. You know, how do you reconcile? the disease with you having to change a lot of who you were before. You know, cancer takes away everything that a person is. And if anybody goes it's through it cancer away. And, mm. and, and come out the same way they went into it, then they, I, I don't know what species they actually are. Cancer teaches you so many things. And if in any way you go through that journey and you're still holding on to old grudges, old fights, bitterness, anger, you are going to actually die. You know, mm. I remember mm. my, my, the last, the last visit to my physician, he, he prescribed two books to me. The one was the power of now my mm. and the other one was the alchemist. And this guy, yes. you need, to, you define exactly what life should become, especially, especially when it has got everything to do with your, your anatomy as a person. So mm. I grew up in a family that is so interesting. Hello, Mama Nelly. Mkimu tarawa mudimwalo umtawa bato. 
Mm. So we had to learn just to embrace and to be free and make peace as soon as you can. Because imagine that it was a little 500 because of <laughs> So peace had to be short, short-lived immediately. Right. Okay. So I, mm. I, I, I also had to just teach myself and read through a lot of things and books and all just to also appreciate Hore. How do you, if the mind, the ability to heal itself or to heal the body? So from mm-hmm. then on, happiness and positivity. I didn't have to struggle mm-hmm. through that, but I had to embrace the fact that I can't be holding toxicity in my body and my heart and expect me to mm-hmm. heal from this thing. So it had to be deliberately and timely done, so that you know what I mean. Cancer takes away your hair, like you said, my nails, my teeth. You know, my teeth were sensitive. Um, the nails went, the hair as well, you know. And mm. I had to quickly, quickly embrace the hair because the, the way it went was just not a pleasant thing as well. So I had to embrace mm. all these changes going on on my physical body fast and figure out how to, to be creative with them and live with them and, and love me the way I was. Because what I got from all this exercise was self, which is to me what gives Mm, mm, yeah, I think that that's that's uh, when you say cancer takes away a lot, you know, um, it, it also kind of strips away your identity for a short while, right? Because you then have to rediscover. So, so when you say that um, it takes away everything from you, I think I resonates because I never forget walking into... Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. I never forget walking into my mom's bedroom as she was getting dressed mm. after her mas- mastectomy, right? Mm. After she had a mastectomy. A mastectomy is when you take, when you cut the breast, the breast. out, right? Yes. Yes. And at 78 years old, 78, wow, she could not reconcile she could not reconcile mm. that she does not have another breast. Yeah, it's it's it it, it it's just something that you know it it almost feels like your identity for a short while until you rediscover it mm-hmm. is gone, is eradicated. So you have to kind of start from scratch. So I am this seventy-eight year old woman without a breast, and 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 you know from a female identity point of view. Mm. That must be very difficult. I cannot imagine how heavy that that is. Um, and as well with me, you know, by the time I had to walk this journey, I was the kind to do those uh, king and braids, those singles, thin, thin singles. Mm-hmm. And it was, I think, the indeed the crowning glory, as people would put it. I yeah, I think the hair was everything. And I, I, I will yeah. just ask myself, is because you, some you can lose the hair and get it back. I've lost it and it came back in little patches and then it never came back again. Or it's coming back in mm-hmm. some small installments. I'm not sure what's going on, but anyway. I, I, <laughs> and I think, I don't know, that it was just a way of God saying, I can give and take. But Forget the, it. Just leave it alone. Just leave it alone. You know what I mean? Hey. I don't, you know, I often yeah. ask myself, is this a, was this God saying something to me? Did I maybe, you know, so you know, praise this hand really sort of like drew life out of it. Like, dude is saying, like, when I have my mm-hmm. there's life after, okay, yeah. And then 
and then yeah. I look at myself now, I mean, many years later, these wigs, I never thought I could ever wear a wig. And there I was in my Afro wig that a friend of mine bought me. And then I'd... And, and, yeah. and it's so amazing. It's so thank amazing. You. And yeah. then I discovered, actually, you can do art on your head. And me be me, me be the daring me. Then I decided, I'm going to try this whole head scalp art thing. And God, do I love it. Mm. <laughs> it's so freeing. And it's so intriguing. Now, looking back, mm-hmm. looking back, do you recognize the level that went through all of that? And, and is there before and after Malibu Hobusang? Is there, is there a significant difference between before you, you got diagnosed and after you got there diagnosed? There is a significant there's a cleaner heart, there's a clearer spirit, there's a focused mind, and there's a faith-based life. Mm. Everything is great. I had to connect with the universe, with my maker, with the ancestors, if you may call them that. I've had to connect and realize what defines me as a person and live by that code. I think to mm. me that is the major shift. That's what I'm saying. So I make sure my, my spirit is always clear. But after this, mm. I knew very well it was my core duty to make it a point that my life and the people I live around with, people that I live with, have the very best parts of me because I could be just dead tomorrow. I know. So take us through the day that you discovered you were cancer-free forever and is it forever or do you always live with that fear that it might you might come back it might you always live with that fear like there's all these episodes you know um there's it's manipulative your immune system is not as strong for the rest of his life until you are dead you could come in the vengeance it could be gone 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 you know when i when i discovered this is it with me i don't know what i did i can't remember but all I know is I was so full of gratitude that time I cried for most of the day because I could not believe that what t- has taken away um, friends and loved ones and what has taken away from families and even left most of them bankrupt yes. has has given me a yes. second chance to life. To me, it was such a, the beauty of knowing that God loved me enough, that there was enough life and love for me was the most liberating thing. And then from that minute, I was like, I am going to live each and every day as it comes. And you're such a vibe. Dude, you know, after you this, who would not? Such a freaking vibe. <laughs> um, so what I want to know is what, is, what do you put forth as one of the biggest things that help you recover? You know, earlier we spoke about, you know, the mind and, what you feed your mind during that time. And I believe it absolutely, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I saw it with my mm-hmm. mom. Um, I, I, You know, there are survivors that believe part of the cure is the mind. So what, what do you personally attribute your, outside of, yes, the medicine and outside of, you know, the obvious, because there are some uh, people who haven't made it, even with the medicine. You understand what of I course. mean? Um, what do you attribute as the biggest thing that contributed to, to your, your um, recovery? And where do you place mindfulness in all of this? I, I place it right in the core of the healing. Right at the heart of healing is mindfulness. Because mm. that diet is a diet that we, both, we all don't know. It's a diet that we don't recognize. Mm. And it's a diet that saves lives. 
and just the whole mindfulness it makes you aware of where you are when people feel the rain you can see you can smell the water type of thing you know what i mean Mm, and yeah. you you now have you now have this connectedness to your life and nature and where you are physically and mentally and all those things have to connect all the time and you know with me i think i made a deliberate effort and good good against all to remain as positive and as free in my spirit as i could because that on its own is a very deadly it's another silent killer like if you're carrying so much weight in your soul you are never going to allow yeah. you know and that's why we always say let go surrender yeah the act of letting go to me that's where actually it came alive it has been it had been theory for the longest it came alive mm. then then i knew yeah. this is not good for me i'm gonna let it go and i i did let right, things right. go i detoxed every part of my life if you know what i mean yeah so so Earlier on, we spoke about surrendering, mm-hmm. right? Or you felt like, <coughs> excuse me, you felt like you, you, you were a child and you felt, how much of yourself did you have to surrender for you to get well? Everything. Because part of the problem sometimes with our individual journeys mm. is we hold on mm, for mm, too mm, long. Mm. Whether we hold on to the fear uh-huh. of uh-huh. dying, whether we hold on to the fear of exposure, mm-hmm. I'm exposed. What are people going to, you know, they're going to see me this naked. We hold on too much to irrelevant things. I don't f- so how much of you did you have to surrender during this journey and as part of your recovery? I surrendered. I really, I, you know, ideally became Moana um, to my husband then. Moana to my, couldn't thought that, you know, being the last born even was worse. I became a child. <laughs> I became that child. Yeah, because I'm a last born and I know exactly what you say. I know exactly. Last ones would know what I'm talking about. No, I had to become that child yeah. in the family. Go to period. No two ways about it. Right. Yeah. Everything. Because so everything. nothing else. Nothing. 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 Mm. Not the job. Not the pettiness. Mm. Not the... At that point, nothing... Your main worry is to get better. Is to is to live. Is to live. That's a worry. Is to be alive the next day, and is to wake up and be breathing. Levo, thank you so much for this conversation. It's been amazing. You but I go back. I go back to um, you know the first comment that I made Mm -hmm. in terms of talking about cancer. Mm-hmm. Do you still feel okay when you're going through it? Yes, it's a private moment, and I know that very well. Mm-hmm. But I think for me, as soon as I found out about my scare and my biopsy, and the fact that I needed to find out and dig a little bit deeper mm. and run a bit, I called on my girlfriend, mm-hmm. you know, mm. I called on them individually, I spoke to them individually because I knew as a woman. If it's happening to me, then it the likelihood is that it might be happening to somebody around the same age, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. So I felt the need and the responsibility to share, mm-hmm. you know? Mm. And, I, and, and, and I've been wanting to talk about my journey, my family's journey, but you still have hushed tones. And 
you know, even you sometimes, I'm sure, still talking about it. How long has it been since you recovered? I think it's about 10 years, 9 years. I can't remember. Those 10 are, years now. Those are things you don't <laughs> track of even, well, in some way. You kind of have to still think about, all right, do I still want to, do I really want to talk about it? Do I, should we, shouldn't we be talk, like sharing more, my liberal? Like, mm. I feel like, I don't know. I don't know. For us who have been directly affected and it's touched us, in different degrees, in varying degrees, obviously, mm-hmm. should we not share? I think we should. Um, and I think with me as well, I think now that Banaba Hudile, there's also that stigma that's attached to being cancer or having had gone through it. And right. whether they don't want to journey mentally, I think half the time I'm not doing it, not just for me, but also for them. Because they, it, it, I don't know, I think they relieve certain moments that they don't want to go back to. And I would, you know, um, I would share where I can where the platform allows I often just share freely you know when somebody does I I, I am game to share especially when um you know you're sitting with people that you can trust that you know the because half the time it also just sort of like brings memories and then there'll be tears jacking two minutes you know when you're having fun and then you have to talk about some of these things but in terms of informing information sharing experience sharing I don't have a problem sharing because I know exactly what it does it saves people it gives people hope, um, you know, there's possibilities that, that, that come out of it. So I'm oftentimes willing to really share NJ. But I, like I said, I've not make, made it a, a deliberate sharing journey with me because of, you know, the dynamics in my own family where the children feel this is just too painful to talk about and I have to manage it. But not that I... You had, you, you, you survived ovarian cancer. Mm-hmm. You have a daughter. Mm-hmm. How do you connect that? I think you can only part of me the more. But I try to share it with her too, you know, just so she's aware. I mean, we talk about things. At, at 16, Chick is listening to so many things. She reads a lot as well. When she finds something, when, when they do anything at school that is related, she'd ask my mom, would you want to help? You know, my friends are putting together a project like this that has got um, a, a connection to cancer. Would you mind sharing or supporting? And I do such. Mm-hmm. She's aware. You know, now she's aware and sensitive to many things. So I try as much as I can um, to just really be dropping pins roughly in her head, just so she, she registered that. But again, yeah, I think she's also conscious to say, when can I start testing when these things are going to happen? You know, so oh, amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. You're a vibe, girl. <laughs> you are a vibe. So um, I want to thank you so much. You know, Network Yohundruk, it's the first time I have ever had... Um, a recording of an episode and I've gone through this much pain. Sorry. You know? We're talking about pain. And it is why. But I, I would encourage you to, you know, talk more, chat I more. I will. Um, because you survived for a reason, Manu I'm Bukho. sure, right? You really I did. did. I did. You, there's a reason you went through that um, valley, mm-hmm. you know? And... Um, yeah, and I and I know you, and I know you're just, you know, you're just a, a, um, a breath of fresh air. Like I said, you're positive. You are just infectious, <laughs> and you, I, I would love for you to see you use it mm-hmm. um, in the conversation. Mm-hmm. No, know? I will. Um, but God bless you, girl. Thank you so much, babe. We need to have coffee soon. We should. <laughs> and Thank love you buckets. so much. Um, and and I'm hoping that somewhere somehow you know, one of our girlfriends who's listening to this episode is encouraged 
first of all, to go and test, mm -hmm. do your breast test, do your, um, you know, the your regular pap smears, yeah, you know, try to eat a healthy, balanced diet, try and, you know, be a little bit more mindful mm -hmm. in your day-to-day. -day. Mm -hmm. um, but if you are living the journey as we speak, mm -hmm. be hopeful. There have been survivors and there are lots there are lots yeah, of there is life know. after. So thank you so much for there Ma? is life after cancer, and cancer can Absolutely. be beaten. Absolutely, yeah. thank and you so much. Tap into uh, energy that should feel free to talk to some of us. I'm going to to work certain journeys with certain people that are willing to share. Where do we get a hold of you? Where do we get in contact? I'm on Facebook mostly, um, as Malabo Busang, and then there is um, Instagram at Malabo Triple Eight. So basically, I'm active on those two platforms, and then I can connect, and then we can go personal if we want to. This is more now as doing your private chats, and then we can ambassador. Yes. Yeah. Thank you so much, sister, and thrive, keep growing, and God Thank bless. Thank you, same to you, babe. Bye. Bye. -bye. Thank you.